Snake drop, boot to the face, we won't fold. Quick to put a dude in this place, he out cold with a tombstone, grab it waist, get laid flat. Can't escape, nowhere to go, the cage match. It's on now, when I spot him, it's no problem. Everybody stone cold till they hit with the rock bottom. Sharpshooter, I won't miss him like Bret Hart. Like Al Snow, they gon' need him a head start. I just might catch a better body than Mickey James. Get acquainted with the name, we bringing the pain. Like Kane in the ring, all I see is red. Paul Bearer, Undertaker, I can see the dead. John Cena putting hands in your face. Ted DiBiase got a milli on the waist. B2TF, better stay in your place. Or get smacked down, play it safe. What you talking about? Welcome to Boot to the Face. Chris Rucker joined by not EJ Reed. I'm joined by Dez from Talkomania. We will fill you in and let you catch up with him in a second. EJ is traveling. He is on his way to Florida right now for a, a college. I think he said he was in a fraternity. Get together. I don't know. Y'all know I don't fucking listen to people when they talk to me. But uh, I'm here, powered by FullPressCoverage.com. Go there for all your sporting wants and needs, where I am sure they will get you all caught up on the NFL, headed smooth in the training camp, baseball's taking over, and there really ain't shit else going on in the world of sports. But speaking of going on in the world, we got Dez from our boys over at Talkomania. How the hell you doing, Dez? I'm doing all right, man. It's great to be here. I'm excited to be on Boot to the Face. It's been a minute, like you said. It's been a minute since I've been podcasting, so happy to be here, and I'm happy to talk some wrestling with you, man. And it's a big event, man. I've never been in the position I'm in, co-hosting Boot to the Face with the man Rucker himself. I don't take this job lightly. I know how I have very big shoes to fill, and while my feet might not be that big, I'm going to try. Oh, I thought you were about to make a dick joke. They, you you had it perfect. <laughs> I thought it was a dick joke coming, Des. I'm a child. Well, you, you, you can you can read into it as you want to. Uh, we got the chat going. Admire says, "Damn, haven't seen Des in forever." Chaos, well, not chaos theory anymore. Heat check podcast is Des motherfucking me though. So you got people that know you in here. Uh, what you been up to, man? How you been? Catch us I'm up. good. I'm in good. First of all, I want to thank the chat. I want to thank people for not forgiving me. I love y'all. Chaos. I was listening to the 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 intro, man. Fucking love that shit. So good to hear from you as well, too. It's been good. Uh, same old shit. Just working a bunch and enjoying my summer, man. We got some of that. Uh, I'm in, going outside and enjoying some of that wildfire smoke coming through my neighborhood. Oh, that shit's all the way down here with us now to the point where uh, I got an alert on my phone saying that people in metro atlanta don't need to be outside for too long today because the the air quality is so fucking bad and they were right because you know I, I pretty much work outside it's fucking hard to breathe today not like i was gonna pass out or anything you could just feel the air was a lot thicker and hotter than it normally is when it's affecting you guys over there does it smell like campfire because that's kind of how it smells outside when it hits us by the time it got here i think the smells go it's just a, a air quality thing um, it's not like it's smoky, but you can see a little bit of haze in the air, but you, you got to really be looking for it, but it's more yeah, of man. a, I saw that shit hit New York and it was funny cause New York city, they were saying it had the worst quality, uh, air in the world. And part of me's laughing, but part of me's also like, shit, you know, people are ripping on Canada and we're up here like, sorry guys, you know, 
but finally it hit us too and then we had the worst air quality in the world like i think it was like two or three weekends ago and man it was like really foggy outside and the sun and the moon were like like fluorescent orange mm. it was uh fucking creepy man so y'all got this shit under control yet or what y yeah 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 we're also dealing with tornadoes one ripped through here i think like a couple days ago man it's fucking crazy it ripped like one of my trees right out of the ground no it was that close to you well it went right through like mirabelle which is kind of close by where i live so i guess i got like look it didn't hit me and right. my tree got ripped out so i'm fucking glad it didn't hit me right <laughs> Y'all don't deal with tornadoes too much, right? Is that like a is that a new thing? No, up there? man. Yeah, yeah. Canada in general, I think we're pretty good when it comes to natural disasters. I think we we stay quiet. We try not to fuck around with the rest of the world. We do our shit. So I hope to feel like that's the good karma where we don't see a lot of that shit. Um, but uh, sometimes through Ontario and the places where they got lots of planes, so so like when it's going through those uh, that territory, sometimes we get the tail end of it. But this one ripped right through Quebec and. Uh, it's funny because I was working and like I got an alert on my phone saying like tornado warning. And I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? And people at work are all starting to kind of cause commotion. And oh, some of us are working. Some of them are working in office. Some of them are losing their powers. And I'm looking outside behind me and everything looks fine. Uh, and then figured, well, I'll go pick my daughter up from daycare. They didn't have any power. Uh, picked her up, came home, and it just turned as dark as as night. And it was like 2 p.m., 3 p.m. maybe. Then, you know, first wave blows through, torrential rain, things kind of flying all over the place in the backyard, trying to run out and, like, bring in some plants and shit like a pansy. And um, then sun broke, all nice, all crisp, all sunny again. Cool. Put my plants outside, all that shit. Boom, another wave hits us. It's dark again. <laughs> so that shit came in waves, man. And it was, uh, I don't know, man, something exciting about that. Like, I like it because it's it's interesting and not boring weather, but at the same time, you know, you don't want any damage, so I don't know. It doesn't come by often, so maybe it was, you know, it was a little bit of excitement or sent our way, but thankfully nothing serious hit, hit us or anybody in Quebec, so yeah, yeah we uh, live, it, live another day. We deal with that shit all the time down here. It's like, if it's just a tornado watch, we're like, yeah, whatever. It's when it's tornado warning in your area, you're like, oh, fuck. Because we've had some, not necessarily here in metro Atlanta, but around atlanta like especially alabama they've been like just fucking destroyed with tornadoes the last few years actually one hit downtown atlanta years ago and hit the georgia dome during the uh no way. ncaa playoffs were going on inside the dome and it hit the georgia dome and i remember uh we were watching the movie i am legend and so like we had all the blinds closed and shit and we were watching on dvd and this was before like Everything goes straight to your phone, you know. This is 10, 15 years ago. So we watch the movie. We get done. We look outside. We're like, what the fuck? And you turn the TV on, and it's like the Georgia Dome has been evacuated due to a tornado hitting it. And tornadoes don't usually happen, you know, in downtown areas because the, the buildings down there stop yeah. the clouds from, like, forming and, and shit like that. But some kind of way that motherfucker got in there. But, yeah, tor tornadoes down here are a regular thing. I figured you guys would just play right through that. <laughs> I mean, they probably would have if it wouldn't have started shaking and looking like it was going to destroy the fucking thing. It's probably why we got a new stadium. Yeah, maybe. But hey, man, it's crazy. Not just that. Like, if you look at the, the weather in the U.S. in general, I think it's like the last week was the hottest week on record in the U.S. in all time. That's like, I don't know. It's, it's crazy all the shit that goes on in like a weekly or daily event like across the world. And, and it's just like, we're like, oh, shit, carry on. You know, but. yeah, your boss didn't give a fuck. Get this fucking TPS reports done. Is this affecting my work? Am I still getting paid? Yes, fuck. All right, back to work. Yeah. 
Yep. So let's hey, talk. Hey, hey, I want to ask you something. Go okay. Ahead. So, you know, you rang me up. You're like, hey, man, I needed to, to come in and you want to do uh, the boot to the face. I jumped on the opportunity. You sent me the notes today. I did some homework. And in doing homework, I put one on one together here. And they were in Atlanta, Georgia last night. Yeah. You were at Raw last night. I was. I was posting all over social media while I was there, at least trying to. Uh, on boot to the face and on on my personal account, but yeah, Raw was fun last night. For the, I uh, Joey Stillman's in the chat, my buddy. We went together last night, and I was telling him halfway through, I was like, "This is probably the most energetic I've seen an Atlanta crowd for just a regular TV taping." Like they were fucking, they were sauced up and ready to go last night. Tazawa got a fucking pop on main event. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, I like Tazawa, man. He puts on some good matches. He's one of those fun guys that come on a main event, like you know the main event matches where you don't expect yeah. much, and then he comes out there and he puts on a banger. So yeah, but he got, he got a reaction last night, like it was the fucking rock coming back when his music came on. Was he the first guy? He was he the he, music, they, was like bam, bam, bam. They were the oh. second uh, people. I was in line, and I remember I was walking down. I just got a shirt, and I was walking down the steps. And his music hit, and the crowd fucking blew up. And I was like, who the fuck's coming out? And then it was like, Tazawa. <laughs> I was like, Tazawa was getting a reaction like that? But he ended up getting his ass kicked by fucking Riddick Moss or Riddick Bowe. Right, fuck his name put is. Riddick Moss over. I feel bad for Tazawa. I'm, I'm guessing his his days may be numbered. As soon as he lost that ninja outfit, I'm like, oh, no. I mean, if he's managed his money well, man, that guy's been around yeah, him for 10 yeah. years. You know, like, yeah, for sure. He's doing the uh, Drake Maverick, you know. He's kind of staying low key, doing his job, showing up, doing the job. Hopes for a good angle once in a while, and I think he's done everything they've always asked him to do. He's yeah. got some comedy value to him, and I like that senton he has off the top rope, man. Like I just always like do, watching him do that. I don't know. I don't care if he wins or loses. I want to see that during his match. He's in good shape too. He you uh, see the photos of him when he used to be a chunker. No, I hadn't seen that. I was just I, last night. He was Riddick Moss was doing like push-ups and like taunting him. And then he got the upper hand, and he did the push-ups and started fucking oh, nice. flexing. I was like, damn, this motherfucker. He's tiny, but he's all muscle. Yeah. No, man. I've always liked Tazawa. I remember him in the, the Cruiserweight Classic. Oh, I'm killing the name. The 405, 205 Live, whatever it was. The one yep. where TJ Perkins won. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was in that tournament, and I liked it. I liked the fact that he'd be beating people with um, German suplexes. Like, really old school kind of like one of those stalling German suplexes. The oh, one yeah. that Gable kind of does, right? We got to talk about nice. Gable. Dude, that match had no reason being as good as it was, right? It really, it was, it was fun. It was fun live. Like we were, uh, we were kind of getting annoyed because they had all the props set up for so long, and this was really the only lull in the night as far as action. Like they had kept it coming, and then they set up all the Viking Raiders shit, and it was like twenty minutes was commercials and backstage stuff, and really, and then finally they came out and end up putting on a good match. And Gable. When Gable hit that fucking moonsault and then grabbed that big motherfucker and picked him up in German suplex him. Yeah, I love that role in German. I was just like, what the? But off of a moonsault. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy is unreal, man. Like, really, they picked the wrong person to be Angle's son. First of all, right. he looks more like Angle. His hair is thinning, so he can shave his head a little bit later down the road. Um, but either way, I mean, I think they probably figured Gable didn't need it. And that's why they went with the... Uh, I don't even remember Jason Jordan, right? So. It's funny you say he looks more like him. I was thinking yesterday because I was I was looking at his facial expressions and shit when he was on TV. He is like literally look like his face is morphing into Kurt Angle's fucking yeah. face. Yeah, 
Yeah. Like, He's a goof like him, right? Yeah, the way he like yeah. smiles, it's almost like yeah. it's almost like something happened to both of them as amateur wrestlers that like got their face in a certain <laughs> way. Cuz I mean, if you, if you seriously if you look at him and you look at Kurt Angle, you're like these motherfuckers got to be related. Yeah. Angle uh definitely hasn't aged. I mean, his face like he has got like the you know, like the baby blue eyes. So as you get really older, it looks like you're getting like cataracts, or you know, when you have an old dog, and its eyes start going all blue. It's like I don't know. It's it's you know, it's tougher seeing all our old our old favorite superstars starting to pass that threshold of getting pretty old now, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So you've so, been watching you've been watching wrestling regularly lately? Yeah, man, I am. I've always been watching wrestling regularly, and that's why I'm happy to be here because I get to talk. I get to talk wrestling with somebody who's watching wrestling. It's exciting. It's a different. It's a different change. So I know uh, you yeah. were, you were leaning towards AEW towards you know the last couple episodes of Talkamania I listened I? to. It seemed like it seemed like you were you were enjoying AEW a little bit more than anything else. But like, what's your what's your go to thing? Me is SmackDown. Like, mm. if I can only watch one thing now, it'll be SmackDown, and then it'll probably be Collision. Excuse me. Then Dynamite, then Raw, then NXT. Like that's kind of the order I'm in. But if you take away everything and only give me one, I gotta watch SmackDown. I'm on there with you. I think SmackDown's great. Um, one of the notes that you 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 mentioned to me was like just talking about how WWE's gotten a lot better and how they're firing on, on all cylinders now. And I have to agree, man. Like went through quite a big lull where it was just repetitive shit. Um, they're having a hard time finding their groove. The story writing was just god awful. And I think once they started kind of dipping into the whole bloodline thing, and it's not just bloodline, but I think that's where they kind of saw the recipe for success, right? Like the longer stories and how much they can pay off over time. And man, I went back yesterday on YouTube and I was telling my, I was telling my, my brother-in-law um, about uh, wrestling, just catching up with him. He's from Toronto. And he's like, so I watch wrestling. What's going on in there now? And I kind of went over the whole story of the bloodline and Sami Zayn and because of obviously being the Montreal local and stuff. And I really got him engaged just on explaining that story and wanting him to watch wrestling again. So I think it's been able to not just, you know, um, you know, satisfy the fans that are watching it that want that story, but it's pulling new people in. Um, I think they're kind of understanding that playing that long story can just really pan out if done right. And, um, you know, they're trying to do something similar on Raw with the Judgment Day, right? Mm. We agree the Judgment Day is kind of like the bloodline of Raw, right? Right. This group is, is featured multiple times during a Raw, and that's one thing that uh, Jay Baum and I would talk about, and something that he really enjoyed was back in the day on the Attitude Era, right? We're not trying to emulate the Attitude Era, but referencing some things that stood out was, you know, having characters that would appear multiple times throughout the night, and the story would progress throughout the night. So, you know, you wouldn't want to change that channel, and you'd want to tune in. So I think SmackDown does an excellent job of that, uh, and also two hours, man more digestible for some reason like sometimes i'm left with like two hours being like really it's over shit i want to watch more but whenever it's three hours i'm like that's fucking long man. Like, <laughs> really, I have a whole another hour to go there's something that happens with that two two hours the to threshold to three that just changes the game dramatically i like the fact that people can get tv time and town can get out there and shit but i don't know but you know what i will say though i watched raw last night and like obviously there's some filler and stuff with the video packages but like I find they're making each segment count a lot more. You know, it's Raw like, was really good last night. Not just because yeah, I was there. It was, it was really good, I think. It's funny you say the, the two-hour thing. So last night about, I look, they have a clock underneath. Uh, I don't know if they do this everywhere, but at our arena in Atlanta, there's a clock underneath the hard cam. I'm guessing so the wrestlers and the refs can see what time it is and like how much time you got. 
So I looked at that clock, and I was just like, it was in the middle of, like, the Viking Raiders shit. I was like, fuck. I'm getting tired. Like, it's 10, 19. I got 41 more minutes of this shit. And that was before, like, the action picked up. And I think it was, like, 10, 23. For some reason, all the bright lights in the arena came on towards the crowd. Like, they were saying, wake the fuck up, everybody. Uh, like, we're about that. to we're about to turn this motherfucker out. Like, don't don't go to sleep now. And, I, I, again, my buddy Joey in the chat, like, I told him, I was like, that's fucking weird that that just happened. Because they came on, they were on for, like, 30 seconds, and they went back out. Just regular house lighting. And it was in the middle of the match. It wasn't, like, a commercial break or anything like that. The match was, like, going on. Um, they so, zapped you with some shit, man. Yeah. It's, they, like, it's like the shopping malls. They put in, like, special light bulbs in shopping malls to make to stimulate you more and want to buy things. They woke me the fuck up because I was sitting there like, oh, getting kind of t- Oh, okay. Well, I can't fucking see now. And then, like, the last 40 minutes of the show was still really, really good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Raw Raw, Raw still has its ebbs and flows, like you said, would have been three hours. But I don't know, man. The WWE right now is just fucking cooking with everything. Like, it's one thing for SmackDown to sell out everywhere because they got the bloodline. They're exclusive to it. But it was a sellout last night in Atlanta. Like, and that was Monday Night Raw. The bloodline's nowhere near that. There's almost 12,000 people in there, I think. And the Judgment Day, I love how they tied in, they had Rhea doing her thing, which tied in with Liv and Raquel, which ended up tying in with Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. And then you got Finn fucking with Rollins, which ended up tying in with KO and Sammy, which also tied into Priest and Dominic. And so, like, they all got their own little storylines that are just kind of branching out other ways, which are tying other storylines together, getting other people involved. Like, it's just a big fucking tree of, like, storylines everywhere. And it seems simple. I imagine that it's really not. It seems simple for us once we see it. We're like, oh, well, yeah, that makes sense. But they haven't been doing that shit for years. Like, everything hasn't been connected. So I'm enjoying it. And we've seen we saw Liv twice last night, right? That's the biggest thing they don't do. They never have a superstar come out twice, more than more than once usually on a Raw. And they were all over the place. And the fact that they can kind of carry in that story, and if he, in a surface level, you know, like you said, it, it looks like there's you know these separate stories going, but they are all intertwined. And uh, the main event was another great match, right? Like I was like, okay, another tag match, and like I did enjoy the Viking Raiders and in, in Alpha Academy. The timing on that match, by the way, every little thing that they did. Maxine going through the table the way she did it, the timing and everything on that was really, really good. Um, but the main event as well, too, I thought I'd be tired of tag team wrestling. But I feel like right now, Sammy and Kevin are, like, kind of legitimizing themselves as, like, kind of making the tag team championships. Like, not that they're not relevant, but, like, they're making them have value, right? Like, you know, like... They kept them up to where the Usos had them already. I, I, right. thought, it, I thought it would be a drop-off. And they've kind of kept them, you know, just as relevant as they were when the Usos had them. If that's yeah. what you're trying to say, that's that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, and they come through and win these big matches. Uh, you know, even the main event when they had it for the tag team titles, which wasn't announced initially. So they made this change. And then, you know, when they announced the match and there's like this feeling in the air where they're like, this is for the, you know. And then you're like, oh, my, I think a, I think a title change is happening. Yeah. Tonight, you know, and I felt like it had a little bit of that vibe last night to it. I also felt like I my god I was like imagine like they don't get the job done but then they beat down them after the match and then he cashes in for the tag team titles I would be like hey that would be unique because no one's ever cashed in for the tag team titles but what a fucking waste that would be right I shit you not I told Joey while we were sitting there I said what if they lost 
and then fucking Finn comes out and they jump him and then they cash in and just take the tag titles. Then Finn's the only one in the Judgment Day without a title, but he's got to fight Rollins. And then he ends up getting the title from Rollins and Judgment Day has all the belts on Raw. Wow, I love it. I love that the, the product can make you think that way now. And before it was like, nah, it's, it's yeah. WWE. It's, it's your typical programming. But now they're doing a few things here and there that surprised me. And like you said, like I think they've kind of, uh, even with the man being back, like, First of all, a big reason why I'm I'm not really as present as I was is man, like social media is such a fucking toxic place. Uh, the inter- internet wrestling community is like the worst of the worst, and really don't need that type of negativity in my life. And it really it represents such a small percentage of the real fan base. Um, but anyways, just uh, I don't know. I, I just I just like what they're doing now, and also even with Logan Paul, right? You can piss, you can moan, you can complain because you know he's a he's a social media or whatever he is mega star. Um, but dude, I mean, not only is the guy taking it serious, like this guy's doing a fucking good job. I remember like, I don't like this guy at all. Watching him face off against Roman Reigns. I was like, fuck man. Like Roman Reigns. So the second match, I yeah. fucking held his own. And you even thought for a second, really? Maybe they're going to put the title on this guy because he's a, <laughs> you know, he's a celebrity. They'd have the championship sitting and during his, like whatever his podcast, whatever. That's why I thought he was going to win Money in the Bank. Yeah, he was going to be able to keep that briefcase there, right? That would have made sense, um, kind of like NWA does with Tyrus keeping a fucking belt on him, and then he's on Fox, Fox News every yeah. every week. But yeah, I I thought they'd give him Money in the Bank too. But him him and Ricochet are going to kill that shit in SummerSlam. SummerSlam's in Detroit, man. You're going to drive across the fucking bridge and get there. I don't know, man. I kind of regret not going to um, going to um, when AW went there for Forbidden Door, man. I missed that fucking pay per view in Toronto. I even had the chance to go there. I had a chance to get tickets, and I was just busy that weekend and said fuck it. But watching that that pay per view was really good. And there was another one recently. Uh, what one did I miss? Uh, oh no, not I didn't miss the the pay per view. But Comic Con just came by fucking Montreal. And I didn't even know that passed by, and I missed meeting fucking Trish Stratus and a bunch of fucking wrestlers. So, I don't know. I'm having FOMO, so maybe I will have to look into that, man. SummerSlam's a good event. And with the pay-per-views, I'm telling you, man, you know how every pay-per-view, every other pay-per-view is a throwaway? They've been knocking out of the park with their oh, pay-per-views yeah. lately. Yep. Yeah. Even when they go overseas, like, not, not just, even when they go to Saudi, like, shit happens now. As opposed to, they just go over there and... Yeah, it's just kind of a throwaway house show or whatever. But now it's been really good. But I can tell you, last year SummerSlam was really fucking good. And this is like, you we could probably sit here and come up with eleven fucking matches, ten or eleven matches already, and they haven't even announced all of them yet. Um, but if you haven't been in person to see Cody while he's in WWE, that's that entrance is is fucking ridiculous. Like I was well, there at Mania. Man, I imagine. Well, I was there at Mania when he got there and. That was dope, but it doesn't even like compare to what happened last night. Like Cody and Dominic getting booed, that's another thing. Like yeah, I I thought so they were right. piping the noise in. They're not piping shit in, Des. That that's just that, legit. That's what I was curious about. We're hearing about that, right? Are the boos for Dom real? No. Are the cheers for Cody? You know, uh do they embellish it? Do they increase it? And you know what? The crowd has been really hot on most nights on Raw and SmackDown. Sometimes you'll hit like a buck butt fuck city. Well not butt fuck, but like I say you're like Dude, wake the fuck up. Yeah. You know? No, it but, wasn't uh, like for that. For the most part, night. I find the fans are starting to turn around too, which has been really good. And I don't know, man. Like you said, they've been going all around the world, having pay-per-views in like Costa Rica and uh, in London, and, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has been, like you said, been great shows. Things are happening. Big changes are being made. And at the same time, like 
the pay-per-views aren't going fucking five hours like an AEW pay-per-view either. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, WWE's got goodwill with the fans. Like, like the fans can still find little shit to bitch about. Like, how come you didn't make Sammy the champ? And why didn't Cody win at WrestleMania? But then, like, two weeks later, the story just keeps fucking moving. Yeah. And it's like... I could keep bitching about this and yeah. like miss out on the good shit that I'm that I'm watching or I could just shut the fuck up and like enjoy what's happening which I think WWE right now is giving fans a lot of shut the fuck up and enjoy what's happening only not in a like force feed like Roman back in the day trying to force feed that they're not doing that anymore they're just like look this is where we're going you can come or not and it's good and most people that are there are liking it so you kind of feel like the asshole if you're trying to be the outlier yeah, like I said, man, they're into the long storytelling, and I think even with Cody losing, like, I was pissed off too, man. I was like, I remember I was in Japan, and I was watching on a fucking bus going somewhere in Japan, like, with my Wi-Fi, and I'm like, what? He fucking lost? I was soured for the rest of the afternoon, right? Um, but then, you know, think about if he actually ends up going WrestleMania this year, they have a rematch, and he does fucking win. Like, they have so much story they have to, to continue to tell that this could be one of the greatest stories told in totality. Like, we'll see what happens. You know, I'm not going to say, but, like, there's some amazing stories going on right now. The bloodline is just, if not one of the best, it could be one of the best uh, storylines that they've had that have gone this on this long. And, you know, they're also able to do something now that they weren't able to do before, carry one more than one women's storyline uh, at a time on, yeah. on, a, on a given night. So we had, like, what, like three of them last night? We had the tag team titles. Uh, we had the segment with Asuka, I think, right? And then we had um, the the... Well, Rhea Ripley appeared multiple times. As well. Yeah, Rhea had her thing match. with the tag champions. The tag champions was a thing. And then Ronda and Shayna. Shayna, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. But real quick, you just you, you said something. And, you know, I me and EJ talk about this a lot. And besides arguing with people on Twitter. But now that I got you here, you just brought it up. You said Cody, you know, and rematch with Roman. So you think that's where they're going. You don't have to say you read or whatever. Just like you. No, I, I'm trying to stay off the dirt sheet. Yeah. Um, but uh, I assume that's where they're going. Otherwise, they probably would have had him win it at SummerSlam. So I imagine they're going to do uh, Cody finishes up the year. I guess he'll feud with somebody next after Brock. I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be somebody important to make it a meaningful feud that he's got to go through these trials. I think he'll do the Royal Rumble, say he's going to win it again and want to be a back-to-back -back winner. He won't win it again. It'll be like the Shawn Michaels thing where he doesn't doesn't he isn't able to... Uh, win it to go against Roman Reigns, so he's going to find some alternative, alternate route to get there and get there by WrestleMania. Now, is that the plan? I don't know. That's probably the loose plan or one of the loose plans, but we all know from here into WrestleMania, so much shit could change. As far as we know, it could be fucking LA Knight, right? Like, I don't know. Okay, so then my question would be, why Cody? Because everybody's saying that Cody's going to be the guy that beats him, and I'm saying... This entire storyline is built around Jay Uso. Right. Always has been. Right. Right? right. Like, I can't remember the movie, but there's a movie where there's a main character that's not really the main character. And when you find out at the end, it was actually about a side character. And I think that's what the bloodline is. Everybody's thinking it's about Roman. You think it was always about that? I don't think it was about always that? about that. I think that's just kind of what it's morphed into, though, right? Like, yeah, yes. Yeah, that's what I would agree. Yeah, for sure. Like, definitely. Like, Dude, Jay has probably had the most character development throughout this whole story. Uh, Roman, too. Obviously, he's on another level. Right. But, you know, Jay, you know, I wish Jimmy can keep up with him, to be honest with you. I like it that he can't. But I, I do like Maybe. that Jimmy Jimmy finally, 
a few months ago, like established yeah. his own personality yeah. as just the other guy. But I like that Jay's like a little bit ahead of him, but yet yeah. still tries to be like his twin brother, right? Like, because that fits his character perfectly. Like, the guy's all about his family. Like, I want everybody to win. Um, but I just, a couple weeks ago, I was on YouTube and there's a whole like two hour bloodline like recap. That's I don't what I watched last night. That's what I was telling you. That's oh, okay. Watch. Yeah. Two hours. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And I'm watching that, and I'm just like, at the very beginning, I'm like, there's a point where Roman like grabs Jay on the uh, on the ramp, and he's like, "You'll never get this WWE Universal Championship. You'll never be head of the table." Like way back then, they were talking about this shit, and then for them to be like, "Well, we've been grooming you to be the tribal chief now," and and that's what they were fighting about back then, like. Who was the head of the table? Who was in charge of the family? And then you go full circle after Jay took all this shit from. To me, it only makes sense. Like, I know everybody's like, well, what happens after that? Like, Jay won't be able to be a main event guy. And I'm just like, do you want me to name all the fucking Hall of Famers that started out in a tag team and ended up being singles wrestlers? Like, I, I would just hate for him to get, like, a Kofi treatment, right? He gets the title, and then shortly after drops it, and then he's back to, like, jobbing with his brother, right? Like, people, hey. have, always taken, oh, people have always taken tag teams as that, as that. They never take them yeah. as, like, serious single competitors. You know, the Usos would lose on a given day in a, in a singles match or in a tags match. Jay's probably eating so many fucking pins, you can't even imagine. Is he really going to be able to revert back after he drops the title to, like, a mid to top tier guy? It's up to him to put in the work, right? And I believe that he could do that. But do I think this man looks at Jey Uso, a tag team wrestler, and thinks this is the guy to beat the guy? If, if Vince has influence still, I don't know, man. It's a hard well, you know, I've, I've always said if that's what they're looking at, I don't think they're looking at Cody going, this is the guy that started AEW. We can't have him come back and be the one to beat the guy. That's that, why he lost last year. Yeah, last that, year was humbling him. Last year was humbling him, man. I think if he came back and beat beat him, like, what does what that – Dude, it makes sense to me in a, in, a, in a sense, in a petty sense, in a petty business sense. Like, you have this guy go over there, he, you know, helped create the competition that's, you know, doing pretty good. And uh, he, he smashed the throne. He said lots of shit. He comes back. This guy knew. He's like, first of all, this company's turning to something I did something I didn't want it to be. And, you know, I'm not stupid. If I want to end, uh, you know, put my hat on the rack at the end of the day with my resume complete, like not having the WWE championship is pretty much the the main thing everybody should be going for right so he's not stupid um you know and i think i don't know i don't know if there's expectations i imagine there was nothing guaranteed that when he comes back he'll have the championship i think the only guarantee he had in his contract probably a bus a shitload of money that pyro <laughs> he gets that pyro every week you know that that was in his contract yeah yeah they uh but yeah the the jay thing man i honestly if jay wins at SummerSlam or say he wins at mania and he has like a three-month run with the belt. He loses, and then he goes back to being one half of the best tag team in the world. I'm going to be mad at that. As long yeah. as the story keeps going. As long yeah. as the story stays up and it makes sense, he doesn't have to be a main event. He can he can do both. He's been doing both. Like, at the beginning, before Jimmy came back, he was beating Sheamus and Drew McIntyre. and like He won the Andre the Giant yeah. Battle Royale, man. He's winning. He the fucking one on the the number one contender match he had to win. It was like yeah. him, Riddle, Sheamus, and yeah. I can't remember who the fourth guy was, but like he won. I think he pinned Sheamus as a matter of fact. Um, 
I think but, he pinned Riddle. I think I was watching last night. Was it Riddle? Riddle. Yeah, he hit Riddle one of them with a splash after they did yeah, a move. Riddle did like his move, and then when he rolled off of him, he like splashed on yeah. top of him. It's like one of those like well-timed finishes. Yeah. But I mean, also he fucking pinned Roman Reigns. Like, yeah. Nobody's yeah, done dude. that in three fucking yeah. years. And first of all, like going back to when I was talking about WWE and like being able to bust out shit that even catches me off guard. Like I can smell a fucking false finish from a mile away and I hate that's one thing I don't like about AEW like great wrestling matches but way too many false finishes it almost gets ridiculous yeah WWE kind of gets there sometimes too but they usually reserve it for pay-per-views usually during Raw or Smackdown one finisher will lay somebody out right um, but anyways man when the the tag team match first of all was a great match um, having Jay kick out of the spike and the spear at the same time yeah I don't think anybody thought that was happening, right? No, like, it was over. <laughs> he was done. It was over. Not only did he kick, he kicked out of like, what the fuck? So yeah, things like that make me think Jake could be the guy. I think if it's not Cody, it's definitely Jay at this at this point in time. If it wasn't Brock Lesnar, I mean, fuck. I think I, that's also a big thing to wrap my head around. If Brock Lesnar can't do it, who the fuck is gonna do it? Yeah, and it's. I think about it, and when we talk, you know, me and EJ talk about it, or I'm going back and forth with people on social media. It really is only Jay and Cody, but to me, Cody just doesn't make sense. To me, in my head, storyline-wise, Cody won the Royal Rumble. He got his title shot. He got his ass kicked. Now he's on Raw. Roman's on SmackDown. They're both exclusive. Raw has a whole other world title now. Like, unless he wins Money in the Bank, which he didn't, or the Royal Rumble, which he might, there's no reason for him and Roman to intersect at WrestleMania. Yeah, I know. Unless like, he like gets so desperate that he trades himself over there, which would just be force fed, right? So. Yeah, I don't think the people at USA would like uh like yeah, that. That's true. <laughs> I don't think they would like that too much. And and that's another thing, like as a wrestling fan, you know, I try to I try not to pay attention to all that, but some of that shit goes into these decisions too. Like you can't just have everybody on SmackDown because USA pays a shitload of money for Monday Night Raw. So they would want, you know, people that are keeping the ratings over there. But I don't this is my favorite thing about this is that we can sit here and talk about this shit. Nobody fucking knows what happened. I told anybody that would listen that Roman was winning at WrestleMania and we argued and argued and argued. I happen to be right. I'm pretty sure I could be fucking wrong about this Jay Uso thing. But that's yeah. the fun part of it is like we don't know where they're going. You used to be able to call a fucking WrestleMania main event four months out. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, Roman's fighting Brock Lesnar more than likely. We can see this shit a mile away. Oh, Roman's fighting Undertaker this year. We can see this shit a mile away. We got no fucking clue right now. I think we knew about Roman and Cody last year. Um, but at the same time, you never know what's going to happen. And you never know who's going to win, right? Some so many people, after Cody lost, were on the internet throwing a shit fit and saying, oh, McMahon, McMahon, he came back in and screwed him. Dude, the finish was determined like a month or two prior. Like they knew, right? They knew. So, I think it's like I think it's almost a test of character. Like, dude, you're gonna you're gonna we're gonna have you come in. You're gonna be the surprise person. You're gonna have you're gonna have, you're gonna win three matches with Seth Rollins. Like, just fucking rub wipe the floor with Seth Rollins three times in a row, and then you're gonna come back and you're gonna win the Royal Rumble and you're gonna go to WrestleMania. Like, dude, yeah. like they got they're gonna give him every fucking thing. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, you got yeah, you're right. You gotta think about it. Like, yeah. he came back at WrestleMania, beat the second biggest star arguably in the company like clean yeah. as a whistle 
Yeah. And then he's main event. He wins the Royal Rumble, and he's main event in the following yeah. WrestleMania. He beat the guy with the fucking torn pec, which is fucking awesome. It was yeah. great. The match was great. Their whole three ma- every match was like again Seth Rollins, fuck again with Seth Rollins, but they were all great matches, right? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, like they've given him so much, and I think he, you know, obviously probably recognizes that. But at the same time, I think he wants that title. So we'll see if he is the one to take it off him. I have no complaints if it's Jey Uso. Um, and again, you know, like even if he goes back to wrestling tag team matches or doing whatever, I think he's, I'm not going to say earned it, but he's definitely raised his stock value quite a lot. And, um, I don't know, man, I'm fucking excited to see their matchup at SummerSlam. Yeah. I, I like Jay's fucking un, I don't even know what the word would be. It's just not, it's not a regular way of doing a promo. It's always like, it's his looks. And like, aces. yeah, like but the way the way he says it too, he's just like he's just so fucking like yeah. pissed off and mad and hurt and everything all in one. Like the dude's really good at at what he's doing. It's not a all right next week on Monday Night Raw, I'm coming to San Antonio and I'm coming to take the title. He's just like I'm I'm ready to fuck you up. That's yeah. <laughs> he's very he's very internal. He's got all kinds of shit going on in his head. Yeah, and then yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So fucking cool, man. I'm excited. All right, one part of the homework that you had me do is uh, top five power rankings, man. I'm excited to get to this. Are you ready to do this? I'm ready to do this. I'm going to tell you the way that I do my power rankings. So when EJ and I are here, uh, we'll, you know, we'll do, I'll do five, and then we'll do like a snake. So I'll do five, and he'll do his five and four, and I'll do four and three. We'll kind of okay, go back and okay. forth. But my secret sauce that I put in my power rankings is I literally do it live on the air. Like I don't, I don't think about it at all during the day. <laughs> uh, oh well, I did, you gave me no context. So, so I, I no, that's just the way I do it. EJ writes his down, but I just, I figure mine out as I'm going, and I sit here and try to see how good my memory is because like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, not good. I smoked a lot of weed in my day, so I feel like I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, that was awesome. Oh my god, yeah. I'd be like, oh, I should have said that. That's, I, I often live in regret, so there you go. I told you I, uh, or not I, but I told you what we do is. Their power rankings go from last Tuesday to mm-hmm. last night, Monday. Yeah. But that's so fucking long ago because, like, NXT's on right now as we record. So I kind of speed through that. And then AEW feels like like I can rarely remember what happened on AEW. Like, AEW had a lot of fucking wrestling. Collision was fucking really good last week. Yeah. Like, that tag yeah. match, yeah. an hour or two out of three falls. Yeah. And I'm not into the – if you tell me there's going to be an Iron Man match – You've already made me tune out. Like, if I know a match is going an hour, I'm not fucking interested. I'll tune in for, like, the last, like, right. 10 minutes, maybe, yeah. It's, it's like and a basketball game. watch those gifs on fucking social media. See yeah. The moves that they did. But you, you, you put a match on, and it's two out of three falls, and the first fall takes fucking 40 minutes to get to it. It's like, wait a minute. What the Imagine. fuck are y'all doing? Imagine today's uh, society watching Bret Hart versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 12 going 60 minutes. No falls. Not a and that crowd was fucking loud. It was crazy, man. I go back and watch those old Coliseum videos and old WrestleManias, and they're just like shitting their pants cheering from just like headlocks and stuff. Yeah. It's just nonstop fucking cheering, man. Yeah. Bret Hart, man, he carried that feud. Michaels ended it. <laughs> yeah, because he's fucking cocksucker that guy um i don't want to say that he might block me on here too you know we don't want to <laughs> lose block the sh- you and block you <laughs> we don't want to lose the Shawn michaels view on twitch god forbid well maybe you're lucky and his wonky eye wasn't looking at you <laughs> he's looking at you when he said it now he's gonna block you ah. he's trying to type it in now desmino all right um 
you can go first. Go ahead with your number five power ranking for the week of whatever the fucking day is. All right, all right. I've never been asked to pick power rankings. We didn't have actual structured segments on our podcast, for those who remember. Couldn't do everything. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> Jay's uh, in the chat, though, while you... <laughs> uh, it's all good. It's all good. The truth is we're retired. We made so much money off of Takamania. We're getting it in royalties that we were able to retire. So that's nice. No. I need that. Actually, no. The, the host ended up telling me he had to only he had time for only one podcast. So here we are. I think the truth is he just doesn't watch wrestling anymore. That's it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm having a lot of fun talking wrestling, man. Look at the time flying by, and we want to get to those top five power rankings. So let's jump right into it. Uh, my approach, more or less, was uh, when I'm thinking top five power rankings, the five ones that stand out to me over the past week, the, the wrestlers that have gone up in most stock value, in my mind, over the past week. So um, I picked some interesting ones, mm-hmm. but I'll tell you why. So my number five for my fifth power ranking, I'm actually going to go with Grayson Waller. Mm. Grayson Waller. And so a lot that's of people a two are like, two-match losing streak. That's it, though, right? But think about the stuff he's been able to do. Yeah. So they drafted him, disappeared to nothingness. They create this talk show. I'm like, fuck, not another damn talk show. But since he's been able to come on TV, he's been able to work with Logan Paul. He worked with Edge. And now he's shooting uh, barbs back and forth with The Rock, right? Who the fuck is Grayson Waller, and why is this guy getting a match with Edge? Why is he working with Logan Paul? And now, why? Why is he talking with the Great One? Why is he talking with Rock? Why Grayson Waller, and why are they engaging with one another? So, while I don't think Grayson Waller is top titty, I don't think he's ready to win a mid-card title, when I'm looking at who has gone up in the most stock value from where they were to where they are now, just mentioning the Rock's name, having the Rock mention your name, makes me wonder, where is this headed? Where is this headed? Because I don't know. But I know we're headed to SummerSlam. And I know that Hollywood is having a strike right now. So somebody might have some free time on his hand. Could you imagine The Rock comes back for Grayson Waller and not to get involved in a Bloodline storyline? I gotta think, man. I gotta think. If The Rock does come back, there's no way it's gonna be against Grayson Waller. It, it could maybe in a small impromptu match, sure. But The Rock's finally coming back. It's not gonna be... To go against Grayson Waller. It's not going to be in the middle of the card unannounced. He's going to come back at WrestleMania. So maybe, if anything, they're going to have the Waller effect at SummerSlam. Maybe Roman Reigns will be on it. I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not that far. But The Rock might show up. Maybe lay the SmackDown, a rock bottom, people's elbow, and then have time at some point in the night to have a little small backstage uh, segment with Roman Reigns or the Bloodline. Plant a little seed for WrestleMania. I don't know. Wishful thinking. You know, that's another uh, part to the whole Cody-Roman thing was people don't even know Cody was like the, the bridesmaid that the bride just didn't show up. Like, it was supposed to be Rock and Roman at WrestleMania. And then they had to pivot when they realized that the Rock, quote-unquote, wasn't going to be in ring shape. But um, so you got Grayson Waller. That's that's a that's a good pick. I like that. I like starting out the Sometimes I pick people on my power rings that don't even have a match. EJ is a stickler for uh, he likes to make sure that that person was victorious that week, which in a power ranking sense makes sense. Mm-hmm. But it sometimes, their value, right? yeah. But sometimes I think yeah. sometimes I think if you're involved in a really good story, like I had the bloodline number one last week, just because like they just got so much shit going on. Yeah. Um, my number five this week is going to be the new. Impact Knockouts champion Naomi, or I'm sorry, Trinity. 
Trinity defeated Deanna Perrazzo, which is not an easy task. Um, that fucking finisher move she's got. I don't know if you saw this match or not. She's got a crazy finisher, and Deanna was trying it's to get to the ropes. Right? Yeah. And she, like, some kind of way locked up Deanna's legs and then went back and she had her legs and her neck. while It, it was like a fucking... You ever seen one of those uh, videos where, like, the python's got the alligator and he's got it so fucking wrapped? That's what it looked like. Like, it was just all fucking legs and hair and arms all wrapped up. And all you see is Deanna, like, slapping and tapping out. I was like, damn, that was... But Trinity, they were in Atlanta about a month ago. I went to Impact, and Impact didn't have 12,000 people there. They probably had, like, 800 in the building. But when I tell you that fucking place erupted when she came out, the lights went out. She's got a little glow sticks and shit. Like, she's she's going to do really well outside of WWE, I think. And she's your new Impact Women's Champion. And she's number five on my power rankings. Good. I can respect that. I mean, that girl's uh, done quite a lot. A lot of respect on her name. And I, I like the fact that no matter where she's going, people are supporting her, man. A lot of people are crapping on her for going to Impact. Dude, man, she's a champion. Impact's not yeah. so bad, man. At the same time. She's fucking uh, making a name for herself outside the WWE. She stood yeah. up for what she what she believed in, and good for her, man. So no, I can respect that. I can respect that, and I'm a Trinity Fatu fan myself. So. And she tweeted out an updated picture of Mercedes Vernado. So I didn't see that. Yeah, with she, the crutch. Uh, uh, no, she's just tomorrow. back there standing up, which leads me to believe tomorrow night they're in Boston. No. Are they, eh? Yeah, blood and guts tomorrow night for AEW. Blood and guts in Boston. They're in a uh, ten thousand seat arena. They've sold probably nine thousand tickets. It's gonna be a big hot crowd tomorrow. So if Mercedes Where show up, that's the question. But I heard she just signed a. She just re-signed with a New Japan Pro Wrestling long term. Yeah, but New Japan fucking they yeah, work with yeah, AEW. Yeah, yeah. So I would feel that she would go to Ring of Honor first, if anything. Like I don't know, man. Does she want to play with fire? Does she want to? cross over to AEW and maybe you know piss off some people in the in, at the WWE maybe she doesn't fucking care I mean if they and let you know, Cody just, they, are they really gonna get any more yeah, mad at her than they already saying, are right? yeah. <laughs> and, and, at, at, and at the same time like she could show up at AEW and th they would take her back next week yeah so, I mean yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll go I'll get to my number four which will be your current reigning and defending AEW women's world champion Tony Storm the ass only right well i mean it helps um but you know it's not just because of that one she beat ty valkyrie who i can't stand um i really don't like her at all and two i'll even give her extra credit because her husband juice robinson i can't stand this motherfucker but i gotta give him his props he is killing it since he's been back in AEW with jay white um, they didn't make my power rankings, but Jay White and Juice, I got to give them an honorable mention, man. The last two weeks, and Juice is really annoying, and I I never got it. I still don't get it. I don't I don't like his, I don't like his look. I don't like his fucking the way he talks. But when that fucking bell rings and Jay White's his tag team partner and the FTR's on the other side, like them boys killed it. So honorable mention to them. But Tony Storm is my number four. Cool man, cool man. And uh, there's some people that really you know like. AW roster is getting super bloated. They release somebody because they don't have budget, but then sign somebody else. Um, it's really hard to kind of make a name for yourself, but there's certain people that have benefited mm -hmm. uh, from being in AW. I put 
Okay, I'm gonna call him Cesaro because uh, Claudio Castellanali, whatever the fuck he is, uh, is definitely one of the people that has benefited getting that TV time, working with, with top talent. But I also feel Juice as well too is one of those people that um, get to shine, and it's a really good platform for him as well too. So um, yeah, you go ahead All with right. your four and three. Okay, so uh, my four, I'm going to have to echo you. Trinity Fatu winning the Impact Women's Championship. I mean, when I'm looking at wrestlers rising in stock over the past week, I'm looking at all companies, AW, at, uh, Impact, TNA Impact, and also WWE, and anywhere else that I'm watching, if I'm watching it for that week. Uh, look, man, this girl broke the internet. She was trending. Uh, good for her, man. It's good for her to get her flowers. Some people say it wouldn't be, but at the same time, like, She's a big name. She's going to put eyes on the product, and um, she's a good champion, man. Fucking girl deserves it, and she's had to wait in the back of the line at WWE for so long that I'm glad that somebody's finally using her. So, yeah, not much more needs to be said. I think we both are on board that she fucking had a great week. What's up, EJ? EJ's in the chat. Hopefully he got to uh, got to Florida safely, or I don't know. If he, EJ, you know, he's a lawyer. He might be on the plane, like, sitting first class on Wi-Fi right now. I'm not used to that kind of shit. Um, who's your number three? All right, number three. I'm gonna. It's gonna be a tag team. Mm -hmm. But uh, I was a little bit kind of wondering how you feel about this one. But as conversation has gone on tonight, I feel you might feel me on this one. Uh, I got FTR. And I am not the biggest like. I don't like them as human beings in a sense. Like I find they bitch and moan. They got like the Bret Hart syndrome. They're always complaining. They're always bitching. They're always moaning about something. They're never happy with how things are. Even though they're carrying around all the fucking gold and they're winning all matches that they're in and all that shit, they hold Tony Khan up for contracts and all that stuff. So while I don't like them personally, um, I really am, at my heart of hearts, still a big fan of, like, old-school wrestling. Like, you know, men in their trunks, you know, Tully Blanchard was a perfect person to put them with, and I guess that's the perfect kind of, I guess, way to look at it here. Mm -hmm. um, I like that just old-school wrestling style, technical wrestling, and uh, I thought this match was fucking fantastic. God damn, what happened to Tully? Did they like, did they just take him off of TV and not explain it or did I miss it? I feel like they might have turned on him or something and then like he just never showed up ever again. I guess his contract was up and they were like, let's get this old man out of here. Let's do an angle where you beat the shit out of this old man and then uh, good luck. Did they turn on him when they joined the Pinnacle? I think, I feel like that's where the separation happened. Even if they didn't turn on, I feel like when they joined the Pinnacle, he wasn't involved anymore. I feel like he was in the pinnacle for a bit, or at least with them in the shadows. Yeah, because wasn't he, wasn't he, like, trying to manage Sean Spears? They're, yeah, maybe. They tried to, dude, they repackaged and tried to do so many things with Sean Spears. I feel so bad. And that guy always goes on social media. He's such a trooper. He never badmouths the company. This I guy mean, so much, he's married so to Peyton Royce, Des. Like, has he really got a lot to complain about? Like, come on. No, no, you're right. You're right. <laughs> He's like the most humble fucking trooper, probably. He's like, whatever, man. Y'all don't want to use me this week? Cool. I yeah, look, I look it, spend all my energy when I get home. Yeah. <laughs> fucking sweet. But yeah, that match, uh, I usually don't like watching matches that long, uh, but this is one that I really enjoyed. I like the, the double sharpshooters at the end where you really thought they were going to tap out. Mm. And there was all these moments that had these, uh, I don't know. I just find when they when they, when they they wrestle, they, they add a little bit of magic into their wrestling and... Uh, there's something that I enjoy about the style that they wrestle that not everybody does these days. It's all about the flips and the kicks and the false finishes. And uh, I like some old school wrestling. And as much as I don't like these guys, like, I don't know. I, I do I do think 
there is an argument to be made that they're one of the best tag teams probably you, in the world. You know what's weird is I'm not an FTR guy. Like, I, I just, I don't like them. When they have a good match, I have no issue, like, saying that the match is great like I did about this one. But I'm a, I'm a storyline guy that likes the Roman Reigns style of match, right? The the FTR style of match. Like, I like that. I like the old school sticking by what works, not having to do all the flips and shit. Like, you could pull it out every now and then. But for some reason, I just don't like FTR. Yeah, that's it, right? Yeah. Like, I, I never have. I don't know what it is about them. I just don't fucking like them. But I like the style that they use. So it's it's so weird that that it's like that. But I've, I've just never liked FTR. Um, but, I do like I do like their intro intro theme though. I like yeah. any, all the superstars that have like the Street Fighter intro themes, like Kenny Omega. A few a few of them have like a Street Fighter sounding intro, but I really like the, the FTR. Yeah. Put that shit on when I work. I have, like I said, I have no problem admitting when they have a good match, but I just I just don't like them. Uh, my number three is a lady that I've I've touted the last couple weeks, and I've said that she's. She's taking the ball and run with it. The, the chances that she's gotten, uh, she took advantage. She didn't take advantage. She was given a great opportunity due to injury, and she took that opportunity and killed it. And now she's your women's Owen Hart Cup champion, mm-hmm. Willow Nightingale. It's something about her that's just like I don't like the corny fucking entrance and the smiling and all that. Yeah. But when that goddamn bell rings, Pokey. when that bell rings, she is really fucking good yes yeah for sure i didn't get this whole willow nightingale train myself but i I, I feel you man i didn't either and then there's like i know this is gonna sound whatever because she you know she's a woman wrestler and why are you but there's something like adorable and cute about her too right like it's just like not in and i don't don't even mean like a sexual way i just mean like a like you just want to cheer for like look at her out here just fucking likable man yeah she's really fucking likable um but she's also unlikable because I hate her promos. <laughs> I've never heard her promos. All I heard, but I thought she was one of those weekly like development talents that came out. Yeah, had, right. But and she, then it's, yeah, she stuck around, and I guess she won the hearts over some people. She got really lucky with Sasha Banks. Uh, you know, they make the title for, or they make right. I don't know, man. Yeah, she but she could have. But to win it. I was talking to EJ about this the week that it happened. She could have easily like shrunk in that spotlight, but. Forbidden Door, she was one of the only women's matches on there, and she fucking killed it. Like, yeah. and Forbidden Door is one of their biggest pay per views. Yeah, like yeah. she she wasn't put to be in that spot. That was supposed to be Mercedes, more than likely, right? Yeah. So it's like you can either you can shrivel up from the pressure, or you can say I'm gonna Wally Pip this motherfucker and I'm I'm taking her spot now. And she beat Athena too to advance in the, yeah. in the tournament, right? And yep. I, I think they're going to be wrestling for the women's championship, or at least have a rematch soon. So that's something to look out. For. And that was Athena's first loss in like forty something matches. Yeah. Like she had been another another superstar who benefited from going over to AEW. Yeah, I could not stand her as Ember Moon, and I couldn't stand her when she first got to AEW, and when she started kicking bitches in the face on dark. And dark elevation yeah. and all over Twitter that's all you see. It's like maybe I need to start paying attention to this. And she got this aggressive fucking attitude. Um I still don't like her finishing move, the top rope stunner or whatever, but I think she needs like a, a like a pile driver or something something fucking nasty. nasty. I think yeah, that's the word that came to mind to me too. Um but I, I, I am digging her. Uh my number two was your number three. That'll be F T R. 
as EJ said in the chat, no flips, just fists. Uh, we, we talked at length about them. Again, great match. Uh, shout outs to Jay White and Juice Robinson. They, you know, FTR didn't do it by themselves. Um, no, not at all. That that was just a, a really good fucking match. Uh, yeah. We have Jay White. Like, you have those people that, like, are becoming available and they have the chance to make big money and go to WWE but choose to go to AEW. And I, I think it really depends on what they want out of their career. Some people might not be as money-driven. They're more creatively driven. They want to be able to wrestle with their friends. They want to be able to have freedom. One thing I like about AEW over WWE is um, the, the typical matches. So if you watch Raw, Raw or SmackDown, a lot of the times it's like very safe moves, signature, you know, false finish, and then like someone distracts and wins, right? It's kind of just pushing the story along until the big matches in the pay-per-view. Or I feel like AW, you have all these matches where like, they're all exciting. You'll have a wrestler that doesn't have four signature moves they stick to. It'd be all kinds of different moves, all, every single match that they have, and it's always fresh and stuff. So that's, um, to me, a pretty enjoyable part of it. Um, but, but anyways. Uh, going on to my number two and my number one, uh, well, I guess we'll start with my number two, somebody who hasn't been mentioned, and we did talk about the Owen Hart Cup, but if we're talking about one gentleman's stock rising in value this past week, dude, I gotta give my number two to Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks. The absolute. Um, I think this guy has already kind of been on the upward trend. Obviously, AW's investing in him. Uh, they see him as one of their stars on the rise. Uh, he's had some great... Um, I guess stories going on with MJF kind of floundered around a little bit after that wasn't too sure what was going on with him but I'm fucking thankful that he beat CM Punk in that finals I was when I saw him come out in those purple sh those pink shorts I was like fuck man they're gonna have this guy win it he's gonna come back and I bet you that's how they dragged him out of his basement if I look <laughs> we'll have the Owen Hart Cup we know how much you're on the, the Hitman's, you know, how much you love him, and uh, we'll have you win this. And, and I get that it would have been meaningful, and it, it kind of would have made sense in a, in a way. And you also make Punk happy, have something to come back to. Um, or maybe, you know, since Tony Khan is the boss after all, he's like, well, look, man, you know, at the end of the day, you got to sit down. I tell you to sit down. And maybe he said Ricky Stark's going to be the one going over. I mean, both 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 times, both the tournament winners, right, were people that they're trying to make and push. Mm -hmm. So Ruby could have gone over um, quite easily. People obviously going to be bitching and moaning about Ruby, and I'm sure uh, Tony knew that as well going into it. But I think with Willow as well, like you can't really complain because people also love her. Uh, but having Ricky win uh, was great, I think, for the tournament. Also great for him, for his repertoire, and to kind of keep that trajectory moving forward. So I definitely think the stock value has increased. My big question coming out of this, and I wonder if it was like, you know, CM Punking, where he's just like, okay, well, he can beat me, but he's got a, you know, funny business. He's got to grab the rope. Uh, or, you know, there's got to be some cheating involved. So, yeah, obviously there's an asterisk there. He did beat CM Punk nonetheless. Now I'm just wondering if in the midst of that match, he actually did a heel turn. Like, is that, is that what happened at the end there? That's what it looked like. I mean, even when he went, he got the uh, trophy from Hooven to. Was it who? No, it was uh, Justin Liger. Jushin right? Thunder Liger. Yeah. He like snatched it from him and like walked away, like give me my fucking trophy and, and got the hell out of here. So I think it was definitely a heel turn. But can it be a heel turn if you cheat against CM Punk? Like, I think you're doing everybody a favor. Yeah. And and you see the ref too. Like, was the ref supposed to see it? You never know with AEW, right? Yeah. That, the refs are so like dense that they they aren't even anywhere close to the shoulders or. 
Um, even the camera angles too of like people blading. It's like, come on, man! Like Tony, they didn't fit back there. They did not do that right. Like, like you said, the referee was literally looking right at him to the point where I thought they were going to restart the match. I was yeah. like, because yeah. I mean, he was looking right, and then the streamers came down. Yeah, but I feel like the ref was almost like, oh, fuck. I was. He's kind of yeah. like, oh, uh, uh, and then he kind of fought it for a bit. Then after it was like, okay, nobody remembers anymore. Yeah, They're like. Yeah, so I feel like he wasn't supposed to look. We'll see. I'm sure CM Punk will come out and cut one of his promos where he bitches and moans and complains. And um, I don't know, man. Like, we'll see how long it is till he gets injured and he's out again. Dude, and here's the funny thing. I was a CM Punk fan, you know, in in WWE. Liked the edgier side of him. Liked him breaking that fourth wall. Um, Something new, something fresh that wasn't John Cena. I liked the whole storyline of him, you know, his contract ending and walking out with the title and it made us scratching our heads even though we know it wasn't real but it was still kind of on that fine line and he comes finally back to aw i'm like awesome let's see where this goes um you know good start fans are really behind him i think it was just like i don't know i was getting tired of the same promo week after week where he gets emotional or he bitches about something the feud with mjf was great um but i can't ever i can't think i can ever get past that press conference I just don't think it. I just, I just think it's just like you are a child. Like, what the fuck is wrong? You don't. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? Like, Who does it? And and not just that. Like Tony Khan putting Tony Khan in his place during it too. Tony's mm. trying to calm him down. And he's just like, oh, don't worry, you you'll get better at these things. Or like, oh, you know, like kind of talking yeah. down to like. Who the fuck are you? He definitely so, son. He sunned his billionaire boss. Like <laughs> you, you sit over there and shut the fuck up. You let let the big let the let the yeah. adults handle this. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I can't get past that. And uh, Tony was know, so I coked thought, up at yeah. the time, he didn't even fucking yeah. know what was going on. Probably. Ugh. All right. Uh, before we get to my number one, I do have a few honorable mentions. I was going through this list, trying to think long and hard of people who are in my power rankings, but I'm gonna give props. To Damian Priest. Mm. Now, I didn't put him on my list because I think he's just been pretty consistently up there for the past while. Uh, for me, Damian Priest, like people were talking about Money in the Bank, who should win it. Um, you know, LA Knight obviously was the fan favorite. I feel with LA Knight, if you if you got a guy, if they're worried about his age and his longevity, try to get as much out of it as you can. They're all about this slow game now, so I think they could probably have him work with a, a, a mid-tier title before and seeing how that goes before maybe moving him into that main event direction remember he is the size of a smurf so we don't know and uh but with damian priest like i don't know when he was mixing around with with riddle right you heard all these stories about them going on out together and like swinging and picking up chicks and stuff mm-hmm. and riddle went off to to rehab damian priest i don't know what happens in his den but the guy's gotten an impeccable shape yeah his, his stature his presence he, his professionalism he's fucking he is exactly what Vince McMahon would want in a champion right he looks like a star i, I can't remember if i brought this up last week when me and ej were talking about it but his look has changed like ever so slightly but you can see it you can see like he's more muscular his his wardrobe is better like his his overall like presentation looks like like, yeah 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 he looks like a fucking star now even the way he's talking like going back and forth with finn balor who by the way finn balor uh this fucking guy i'm loving finn balor lately i was i was a big fan of his nxt heel turn on gargano when he was in nxt like i feel like finn just kind of 
Yeah. He goes up and down, who, up and down. Got their flowers, man. But that's that's someone right there. That Not fucking that guy. Run, but yeah. Yeah. He was intense as shit last night with Seth, and yeah. he made Seth stop being goofy. Like yes. Oh my god! Yeah. I thanked him for that, right? For sure. I watched a, a an interview that Seth did, I think, like last week. I don't remember who it was, but it was all over the internet. And he's talking out of character, and I'm I was like, I really like to watch it just purely because I fucking miss him just being a human being and not a goof, right? Yeah. Never really know what he's who he's trying to be or what he's trying to be. I don't really care because his matches are always really good. Um, but always trying to figure out where he is. He did that whole Messiah thing, and now is he like? fully gone from that is he in between he does a laugh all the time it's all about clothes like i watch these old videos where he's in the back with like jeans and a hoodie and i'm like you know it'd be nice for him to do that one week but mm. he's committed and uh he should be yeah i don't know <laughs> but now with balor right do you think balor's got a fighting chance of taking that title off him and where does damien play play into that like there's so many questions and so many possibilities here which really make the product exciting right now you know how we were talking about the bloodline earlier and how they have so many storylines going on. They're in and out of the show. For the sake of the storyline, I would love to see Balor win the title at SummerSlam. And Priest have the fucking briefcase. And they've already got this fucking... And he loses it again immediately. Oh. Well, no. I mean, just keep it. And they've already got this tension built in before he was the champion. And now every time like Balor's gotten his ass whooped and Priest is there to like help him, it's like... Is he going to fucking turn on him? Is he going to not? And then Rhea and fucking Dominic are kind of like not knowing what's going on either. Like, they oh, put the title on Balor. That would be great. And then you have him, like, defending it, like, in, in, in championship matches. And, you know, the, the Judgment Day is always on the outside. You're always wondering, you know, when he does defend it, he's super wiped, he's tired. Is Damien just going to, like, jump in there and be like, right. you know what? Fuck you. That's what or I'm saying. Yep. Does the does the Judgment Day circle him like buzzards or like wolves? And he's like, what? And like like they was Edge, remember? Right. And they all just beat the shit out of him, and you know he catches it. Or they all help yeah. him up. You know, you never know which yeah. way it's gonna go. Like, yeah. Priest yeah. is kind of looking at, looking at. I almost called him Prince. He's looking at fucking Finn on the ground. He's looking at the briefcase, looking at Finn. Like, and Reed's like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck's doing? Like, help him up. Yeah. <laughs> and Dominic's like, Dominic's just standing there, kind of like, do it do it do it and then he makes a choice here and there and they just kind of they kind of tease that for a while like it honestly like seth got his title run seth doesn't need the title you know it could be so much better if somebody else had the title without seth Rollins having it yeah and i hate to say that that's the title damien's taking he, he he's one of those guys that him having the title does nothing for the company and i hate to say it like that because seth is the man right but he doesn't need the title like he's he's one of those people that literally is bigger than having a championship. Yeah. But he also is the person you had to give it to first. Oh yeah. If you're going to if you're going to introduce a new title, it's got to be Seth and I almost feel like part of it was like let's do it because he's been a like, good soldier. Yeah, he's been a good soldier, man. Like throughout COVID and then also like, you know, losing to Cody three times. Like he's yeah. very vocal about how he's bitter that that he felt feels like he should have been there when you have this guy who's working for the other company coming in, right? So I get it, uh, but yeah, he's been that trooper. So you know, I guess right now it's that period where he's got that reign, and hopefully that title will help make some other stars. Because I like the well, I don't like the fact that Roman's holding onto that title for so long, but I also like that fact. And when are you ever gonna be able to do that again with a superstar? Yeah, like, you, exactly. I will say this: the Triple H is doing a good job of lengthy title reigns. Like you look at all the champions yes. right now, besides Oscar. 
um, because she just won hers like a month and a half ago. But all the champions right now have had six, eight, nine, ten month at least reigns. Like and Bianca right before that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, Rhea's had her title since WrestleMania, so hers is just kind of hers is kind of uh, new, and she's not really defending it a lot. She's pretty much a valet now, and it's a world champion. Yeah. Yeah, but, I heard you talking about that, and I, I do agree with you. But then what's the alternative? Like, she's on TV so much. Do you put her more, or do you do less backstage segments, more wrestling? Are they trying I put to her... her into, like, a more female version of Roman where she defends it less frequently? Like, I don't know. It's a tricky situation because I feel like she's on, like, like she's, she's, she's one of the top talents in the WWE right mm-hmm. now. Like, there's no question about it. But I feel like if she was putting on wrestling matches every week or every other week, she would take her to a whole other level. Well, I don't think she should be every week, but I think she's defended the title three times since WrestleMania. Two of them against Natty. Two of them against Natty and one versus Zelina Vega. And no disrespect to them, but these aren't like the upper echelon of the division, right? So you've got a 100-day reign now, but you've defended it against people that aren't at the top of the division and you, you know, you're just basically a valet for the for Dominic, like in the Judgment Day, which I don't like because anytime Rhea was mentioned or her picture was shown last night, that fucking stadium blew up. There were so many women, and like if you look at Boot to the Face's Instagram story right now, the picture I got promoting that we're going live is a woman standing up, like wanting to be Rhea's girl. I can't remember what her sign said exactly, but like there's women that are attracted, to, and not for nothing, like. I was never into it, but seeing her in person with them tight ass jeans and them back muscles, I could I could understand why yeah. <laughs> why people call her mommy. Um, but her her title reign is just she's just kind. Of, but Roman hadn't defended his but once since well, yeah. WrestleMania, you know, and it was on a house show. But they counted as that. But also Roman's like one of the greatest Not of Roman. all time, Not and Roman. Yeah, 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 and Rhea's. Let me, let me ask you this about Ripley, though, right? Like, we were in an era where, like, we had all these pretty ballets, Sunny and and Sable, and you know, Stacy Keebler, and China was a marvel, right? Um, you know, one in a million. But let me ask you this: Ripley versus China, who do you think is going to win? Ripley's a way better wrestler than China was. Yeah, Ripley would fucking. Um, China was a. She was a. She was ahead of her time. For being like yes, a yes. statuesque, yeah. like woman that could wrestle, and then she changed her body around also. Like when she started, like the China that started and the China that ended are two different people. Like, um, but yeah, she started taking less steroids, so a lot less things out of her body, but all sorts of different things into her body. Yeah, but I, I think Rhea, like the funny thing though is Rhea, she appears so big on television. She's only like five, seven, five, eight, something like that, I think. Like, she's not as tall as she comes across. Those camera angles. Yeah, and she's probably not as big. At, like, Jade Cargill, I, she walked by oh. me in person once, and she's like, she's like 5'3". But she, on TV, she looks fucking, No like, way. Really? Really? I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't remember how tall she really is. She walked by me. She was shorter than I am, and I'm not the tallest guy in the world. And she was, like, a lot shorter than me without heels and stuff on she walked by us at the hotel in, in Jacksonville. Um, but they do a good job with making the women like appear larger than life. Yeah, yeah. But Rhea is Rhea's definitely one of the more powerhouse. I don't know. I just... Everybody loves Rhea and everybody like... 
but they did hypes her up. Remember when she faced against Charlotte, it was like she lost the NXT title or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then she kind of disappeared into nothingness and kind of had to remake herself. And I yeah. think I think Judgment Days they've all helped each other elevate each other. Right? Yeah, with her, I, I wouldn't mind her being the fucking leader of Judgment Day. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my god, they could even do it. Her being the leader of Judgment Day, but her also like you know, put her in this program with Becky, let her fucking beat Becky fair and square. You know, Becky's Becky's like Rollins. She doesn't need the title. Like, you can put the title on her and things will be good, but Becky doesn't need the fucking title. She needs to get the fuck away from Trish Stratus is what she needs to do. She doesn't need the title. It's her, so, it's her fantasy booking. Yeah. She's like, I, wanna, I got nothing else to do. I've done everything else there is to do that. Let me work with some of the legends. You can, you can have Rhea beating somebody like that. Have her beat, you know, I don't know all the women that are on Raw, but honestly, like, besides Becky, I'm not really thinking of main inventors on Raw. Have her beat fucking Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one thing I want to say about Trish, though, dude, turning heel is night and day for her. She is oh, yeah. a terrible face. Terrible face. And here, I do have my power rankings. I actually have Trish Stratus as an honorable mention. Now, not that she's great, she's top tier, whatever, but to be able to kind of come back years after she's been out of the picture for and come back and, I don't know, she's good with her promos. She's got yeah. good timing. Her I like heel. That she's, got the, she's got the face, the face guard yeah. back again, too, which is a nice throwback. I like the fact that when it came off her, she cowered. And um, nah, man, like, I'm kind of getting annoyed at this storyline because it's going on a long time. But uh, Trish is definitely a lot better of a heel than she was as a face. Her heel game is way better than yeah, her. She plays her the crowd well, too. Telling them to shut up and shit. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and I, I think the least favorite thing I have in this storyline is Zoe fucking Stark. Like, get, get her out of here. I don't, I don't see what they see in her. I know people think she's great, but I just. She's I've never wrestler. liked her. You watched her in NXT? She's, she's yeah, I did. I never liked her. Well, I, there's always there's always uh, other people that I like more than her, and when For she sure. gets pushed, it's just kind of like... They're just trying to stick her with, with somebody who can kind of yeah. get her there quicker, I guess, right? It's funny. Zoe looks like she's 40, and she's in her 20s or something. She's got one of those old faces. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Go ahead. You're number one. We got to <laughs> get well, back to the there, I, just, I just want to share the love, and I have a few more honorable mentions, but I'm going to wrap this up quickly. All right, um, I think I had two more honorable mentions. One, oh, first of all, Solo Sokoa, first mm. of all, for kind of breaking down his own a little bit more, grabbing the mic, cutting a promo. I think there's a little bit of a climb on his end. Uh, I want to see more personality. I like it. Another person I had was Gunther, just because he is. He is doing what we all wanted somebody to do, make that Intercontinental Championship credible. He's definitely doing that. The guy's a fucking beast. I love that he put Riddle out. Um, I actually want to ask a question. How long do you think it is before Riddle fucks up again and is um, out of a job? Because I imagine that's going to happen sooner or later. I don't know. He just got married. Didn't he just get married? I thought he got her pregnant. Oh, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Maybe maybe he'll calm down. He had all that drama. He was partying. His wife ended up, like, leaving him. He ended up going to rehab. And then while he was in rehab, he was dating. I think it was, like, um, a porn star or, or something like that. They broke up, and then he started dating another one, and then now she's pregnant, and it's just like, boy. And here's the thing. This guy, like, he's a goof, you know, but he does have elements that could make him a good WWE superstar, and I feel like he's going to fuck it up. I do feel like that with Riddle. Since he's come back, I feel like they're making him, like, eat those losses, you know, putting him in the doghouse for a little bit to humble him. Uh, But I can't help but feel, like, just the way he is. Um, his attitude, his personality—that he's gonna fuck up. At, at what is he getting in trouble for? Weed? 
they did drug tests, I imagine it was probably like cocaine or something. Like okay, that. I was gonna say that's very hypocritical because literally they're allowed, they're allowed to. They're allowed. They actually took weed off now. They're, they're allowed okay. to smoke weed now. Because I was gonna say because last night at the merch stand there was a 420 bro hat there. Like, nice. No, no. Like they were still they, selling those. From my understanding is that they've uh, scaled back those rules and you can now smoke weed, which a lot of people are happy about. And if you watch those old like A and E documentary people were partying and doing drugs and shit they were saying like i just used to smoke weed and i would be quiet and i go to bed and they would keep me out of trouble yeah and honestly it does right so it's kind of it can be helpful in that regard and i mean you're not going to be able to have rbd or, or matt riddle work for you unless you're okay with that yeah um yeah, I don't know if you heard about the old stories where Kurt Angle was doing, like, those uh, invasion angles with RVD, and he was saying how RVD would go out in the back, smoke a joint, come back in, and talk about their match before the match. <laughs> That's funny. Fuck, man. Yeah. Um, anyways, last one I have for mention. I didn't like her. Okay, I thought she was as dumb as a rock. I still think she's as dumb as a rock, but there's something about her that's won me over. Chelsea Green. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't, because she's so copy paste like they've seen so many characters of hers come and go she's almost like an iconic um something about her i didn't like she's so dumb but i don't know if it's there's something hot about her too right like i mean she is hot i don't like her either though i, I don't know, I, I don't I, know she, what it is i don't know what it is i don't know because her promos or her, her, her stupidness or whatever it is but when she was reason, a hot like, mess in tna i thought i thought that was really good when uh, the guy left her at the altar or whatever, and she went crazy, and she just basically wrestled in a fucking wedding gown with makeup everywhere. Yeah, I saw that. I thought yeah. that was really good character work, but ever since then, nothing she's done I've been into. And really, eh? I, 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 I'm such a, I've always been such a hard sell on her, and I've always been so kind of quick to dismiss her in, in any regard. And then I think when she came in and broke her like arm twice, yeah. it's like this girl's got the worst luck possible. She comes back. I figured it would be a you know, flash of the pan. She's gone again. But not only did she, you know, I guess recreate herself, but she's pretty quickly kind of made herself notable on the roster. And um, I don't know. She hasn't mentioned Zack Ryder once either. So yeah. there you go. So, he calls anyway. her his hot WWE diva wife. Oh, he nice. says, I'm married to a WWF diva, <laughs> which I think is hilarious. Yeah. All right. With my number one, finally get to it. Mr. Main Event. Dude, how can you not? How can you not? Again, we spent uh, you know a better part of the show early talking about him, his ascent, the story, and how he should be the one to take the title off the one, and how the story writes itself, and how he's he's just I don't know he's the one in this whole entire storyline that's taking it to the next level and had the most character development and just the small things he does where mm-hmm. he just paces back and forth. Uh, when you know you feel like something's on his mind and he's just about to explode like a dog that's just ready to fucking bite somebody um i love it i love the fact that he's getting another match against roman we all would have thought the one he had before was one and done uh but he is the one he is number one in my power rankings for a reason mr jay uso um you're first off i'm never gonna argue about jay uso being number one in power rankings your uh honorable mentions you named two of them and they made me think of an honorable mention just because I was there last night. She's not even a wrestler. She's not an interview. She's the ring announcer. If you go to a WWE show, Samantha Irvin is the MVP of the show. Isn't and she, the best? she is phenomenal. And 
if you look, you you mentioned Gunther and you mentioned Chelsea Green. Just listen to the way she introduces those two. Like, she's this, like, she, it's a serious tone when it's Gunther. Like, this guy's here to fuck people up. And with Chelsea Green, she gives this, like, high-pitched Chelsea Green intro because, you know, Chelsea Green's a fucking comedy act, right? Like, just little shit like that. When they go to commercial break, she's, like, singing the DX song, like, doing a crotch chop cam. That's awesome. Um, cool. She does a lot. And then, I don't know if you, you see her on social media at all or WWE, they will post videos of her doing the intro and, like, just seeing her do it and seeing the the work she puts in coming to it. Like, I was on Wade Keller's post show last night um, talking about the show, and I brought her up, and I'll fucking I'll sing this woman's praises to the to the like when we were younger. Who was the guy? Howard Finkel, right? People were coming down the aisle like we all fucking knew Howard Finkel, and I'm not saying that she's gonna be this generation's Howard Finkel, but she could be. Like she's that fucking good at it. Um, she is. So shout out to Samantha Irvin, my number shout one. Shout out to Ricochet because he's, uh, he's uh, <laughs> Ricochet's got quite. He's building quite a resume. That guy. Yeah, um, he's working with I don't, Logan Paul. I don't think. Uh, I don't think his resume is going to go any further though. He's engaged to Samantha Irvin. Like he'd be a fool. Imagine if he would have botched that flip out to Logan Paul. Imagine the pressure there. Oh, yeah. That was fucking sweet. Yeah. That. I'm excited for Ricochet to get this uh get this shine by the way like he's a, he's another honorable mention. I think he's doing well on the mic. He he did better this week than he did last week with the backstage segment, but yeah. he and Logan Paul are going to kill it at SummerSlam. Yeah. yeah. Um but my number one he beat CM Punk. That's all it is. Ricky Starks. Nice. nice. You got it. You know, you beat you beat CM Punk in the finals where everybody knew CM Punk was going to win. We it was a foregone conclusion. When he beat Samoa Joe, I was like, "Well, that's it. Fucking CM Punk's going to be the Owen Hart Cup champion." Nope. And he turned heel. I'm excited to see the story behind that. Yeah. You know it's going to you know Punk's going to bitch about that like come Saturday night. So now Ricky Starks, who I think is really good on the mic when they give him a chance. I thought he held especially his own as against... Especially as a heel. Yeah. I thought he held his own against MJF. I thought he was really good when he was in the Taz group. But him and CM Punk going back and forth on the mic, like, I'm not mad at that. Yeah. There's some wrestlers that I think would do really good in the WWE. I think Ricky Starks is somebody who probably oh, yeah. could end up there one day. I still think MJF is. People don't think that he is somebody... They don't think MJF could work in the WWE, and they won't. It won't be the same MJF. But this guy's not stupid. He's very smart. He can find a way to get around that, and he looks like a superstar. Uh, I even will put Britt Baker in that category. I think she needs to work on the wrestling a little bit, but I think in terms of the ability and the potential, I think she also fits in there. And in another name you mentioned earlier, um, I think Jade Cargill. I think the WWE could take her and shine her like a diamond, like a jade yeah. or whatever you want to call it. They had and, her. Uh, she she would. I know. I know. And uh, but I think they would have squandered her. I yeah. think she needed to go there to shine to see what she should be, and she could be somebody who comes over there as long as she's humble and she comes with an open attitude. Because I know she at least at least maybe she's really good at her persona and makes it seem that way that she wouldn't listen and she'd want to do her own thing. But if she comes in there and plays ball with the WWE, uh, she could make a lot of money and. Um, Man, she could kill it. I think the MJF we've seen in this Adam Cole storyline is perfect for WWE. Like he's yes, literally. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree so I mean, him. people that don't think he could go to WWE, like the proof is right there. Like yeah. he doesn't have to cuss and do all that other shit to still be entertaining. Like, yeah. and he's 
he's definitely turned my opinion of him around like the last year. So I was, I never, I, I don't know if I just didn't like him and I was just like being stubborn or what, but he's definitely like this shit he's doing with Adam Cole is phenomenal. Um, and I don't even like Adam Cole <laughs> at all, but I'm, I'm glued to the TV with this shit. I hope they win the tag titles. Like I would love to see them as tag champions, like the odd couple to see who would turn on who. That being said, I know one more thing that you put on for today's itinerary. Do you want to blow through the preview of Blood and Guts and go over yeah. our thoughts and predictions? Yeah, we'll do that before we get up out of here. We'll do that. and then. Uh, are, there, are there breaks on this show? What's the deal? I, we were going to break, but we were just going, and I was like, fuck it. It's already after 9 o'clock. I'll, just, I'll plug the breaks in later. All good. Um, so Blood and Guts is tomorrow night. Uh I usually have my laptop right here sitting. Dominic's going for the North American Championship on NXT, and I really hope he wins. Again, this is if Dominic wins that, that puts that as, again, Finn is the only one that doesn't have something. Dominic's North American Champion, Rhea's Women's Champion, Damon's got the money in the bank. Finn's just fucking walking around with attitude now. So I wouldn't be mad if, uh, if Finn, and, not Finn, if Dominic ends up winning that tonight. But I don't have it on. But Blood and Guts is tomorrow. I mean, I don't know what matches have been announced, but the Blood and Guts match in itself. The Blackpool Combat Club brings back Pac or Pac. And uh, the Elite go get Kota Ibushi. I, I got the card here in front of me. All right, so we got the uh, Blackpool Combat Club, John Moxley, Claudio, and Wheeler Yuta, and uh, Takeshita. And Pac, which I'm happy to have back. I don't know if he really fits into this whole group, but I guess he fits because if if you remember the last time we saw him, he was feuding with the elite with uh, Death Triangle. They were feuding over the Triple Threat Championships. I love Death Triangle. I'm not a. I mean, like I think when it becomes the three on threes and the three and three tag titles, it gets a bit busy and crazy. Uh, But fuck Death Triangle. Death Triangle is fucking dope. So Pac Pac fits. I honestly. Okay. I would I wouldn't mind Pac joining the fucking Blackpool Combat Club. Like, I think he fits in. He fits in better than fucking Wheeler Yuta does. Boy's English after all. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. I, so I gotta say. Okay. So, blood guts. Um, I guess that's the only blood and guts match in the card. And what is that? They got cages. They can the just double leave, cage. Be guts. Yeah. And Moxley's in the match, so it's immediately a blood oh, yeah. match. So it's called Moxley no- and Guts, really. <laughs> my, my notes for this one specifically is Moxley will bleed. The question is how long before he bleeds. Um, with I also hope, because these kind of matches seem to be like all over the place sometimes, I don't know if it's going to spill outside the ring. Uh, so if they do, they tend to like all of a sudden go to this camera on this side of the arena, and then this camera on that side of the arena, and then this camera up here. and that ca- Oh, well, we missed a big spot in the ring because this camera was over there. Yeah. So I just hope it's not one of those like all over the places. And I am be the first one to complain about WWE's seizure angles, right? But they miss important spots and moments. Too much. I think much. even in this past week in AEW, there, I remember watching Collision. I don't know if it was like one, one of the people won the tournament or what it was. Like it cut away and like you didn't see anything and it was just... They, they got to get that shit together. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. I think it's going to be a great match. I think it will be crazy. It will be, a, you know, as, you, as, as so to speak, a blood and guts match. Um, now, I I have to say that if the blood the uh, the Blackpool Combat Club does lose, um, it's going to be by the designated pin taker of the group. I almost feel like that's why they have him in the group. Uh, Wheeler Yuta. 
the guy who's supposed to be benefiting the most from being in this group, and I guess he will. I mean, he pinned Kenny Omega the last big uh, multi-man match they had when Takeshita turned on him. I guess so, I guess so. But I guess, you know, like, Kenny probably looked at it like, I'm going to help one of my Japanese friends get over, so I'll do it. Um, But uh, I feel like Wheeler is the one who takes the pin quite often, and uh, I don't know, like, I was excited to kind of, like, I was into you at first, but I kind of feel he's, he's kind of gotten a bit stale to me yeah but we'll see i'm not a fan i I think i don't think he goes with them i don't think he fits in with them at all you got cesaro you got moxley you got fucking brian danielson and you got will yuda like kick him out like yeah Yeah. it's like all right kick him out and put Pac in there yes that's it Uh, the golden elite so kenny omega he's bringing in uh hangman adam page matt jackson nick jackson jackson and Kota Bushi. Now, I heard that CM Punk was trying to angle himself into this to show good faith. Like, look, I'll work with them. I'll be the extra partner. <laughs> and they were like, no, nope, I'm going to bring in Kota Bushi, which is going to be exciting. I think if he's coming in for a one and done, uh, I don't know if that would be the case, but probably. He's uh, done with New Japan. Is he? Uh, yeah, that's what, oh, I mean, that's what reports were a couple months ago. Uh, so I don't know what the issue. I don't know if he's signed with them long term or not now, but. Maybe we see the return of the Golden Lovers, tag team titles. I don't know. They could do their move, the Golden Shower. Yeah, and then kiss each other and hold hands and do a number four. A number four is when you do a number two while holding hands with someone else. I learn something new every day. That's not a wrestling move, though. Um, It can be. That's disgusting. Uh, (laughs) Who who do you think is going to take this one? I think... The elite are gonna win, but I'm picking BCC just because I like I like the BCC. I like the BCC, BCC too, and I I feel like they've taken a couple losses lately. Yeah, so I feel like they need that win, but I think like I don't know the elite as well too. Like I feel like I you could think- you could do more if BCC wins. Like they can because this is the blow off, right? They move on, and then you can have the drama within the elite again. That's always fucking there. Like, yeah, so now you got the man. golden lovers right here. You got the bucks over here, and hangman's in the middle. Like, oh shit! Now I'm the odd fucking guy out again, right? Like, do I go back to the fucking uh, dark order, or do I try to do my own thing? Like, yeah. I feel like if BCC wins, you got more more avenues you could take with yeah. storyline. Well, I feel the hangman. Hangman broke up with the. Um the dark order officially right they didn't yeah. come out i think they even beat beat down on him i'm not sure though yeah don't, don't quote me on that uh but you know what coming out of that uh, we're talking earlier about cm punk in the press conference i think now ever since that press conference like i've liked hangman adam page considerably more just because, <laughs> of, that, just because of that press conference oh man doesn't he look like he gets gassed super quickly now punk like he gets super gassed really I mean, quickly yeah, he's, he's older he hadn't wrestled a lot in the last seven eight years like and it, I'm not the guy to defend him, but I, I, you know, I can see it. I get it. We all get old, I guess. But, I mean, yeah. you know, Roman went and got those pearly veneers, right? And, like, I remember looking back and being like, oh, my God, it's ridiculous. But now I look back at his older teeth, and I'm like, oh, yeah. this guy's got a nice set of choppers now. And I don't know. I feel like Punk has, like, that old man, like, wilting away meth teeth going on a little bit. <laughs> right. He's straight edge, though. I know, right? What's going on? Maybe all that damn Pepsi. Pepsi. Yeah, yeah, it's all that fucking Pepsi. Pepsi. I don't know. Anyways, uh, cool. Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Elite just because I'm going to go with, like, typical, maybe I'm thinking WWE booking. Uh, but Coda coming back, he's not going to come back and lose. Um, but you're right. They could stem a storyline from this. And having Omega back with Coda uh, if he's going to sign with AW would be great. 
I think Black Combat Club needs the win more, um, but I think the Golden Elite will use their Golden Power of Booking, and uh, you got three EVPs in there, so I'm gonna go with the Golden Elite. Do they have any other matches announced for tomorrow night? They do uh, for tomorrow for the yeah they do they have so we have the Jericho Appreciation Society Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara versus Adam Cole and MJF. That's the finals for uh, future. AG. Oh, I got I got Cole and AGF, MJF in that one. Yeah, same here. 100. Uh, that's the direction they're going to head into. I wouldn't even be surprised if they win those tag team titles. The only thing I could see coming out of this is like there's some kind of miscommunication at the end, and then it starts a wedge between Adam Cole and MJF, right? Man, I, I think things are already starting to pick up, and it's too early to cool that off. So I don't know. And I think out of this whole thing. The Jericho Appreciation Society need to win this, in a sense, uh, more than Adam Cole and MJF. They don't need this tournament. They don't need to win this. They had the whole championship picture going on right now. Uh, with JAS, like, Sammy Guevara's been kind of floundering around, right? Like, a lost puppy trying to find his direction, going over to Jericho. Jericho kind of turns away, not really fitting in anywhere. Uh, his annoying wife is out of the picture now. She's hot, yes, but she's annoying. And the biggest person in this matchup, right, who has the most pressure on his back is Daniel Garcia. Like, he's in there with Sammy Guevara and Adam Cole and MJF. Like, this is, for me, a match for Daniel Garcia to kind of break out. To be like, oh, shit, he can hang with these guys. Do I think he's going to do it? I think he'll do all right. But I never, I, I don't really see that star power in Garcia, but he hasn't won me over yet. Maybe that's it. Um, but I think for the sake of the storyline and them being buddies and probably tag team champions or at least being in that match and maybe having the miscommunication at that point, I got to go with Adam Cole and MJF. See, I feel the opposite with Garcia and Guevara. I feel like y'all have had your chances. Like, this storyline's bigger than that. Now, whether or not the original story was for them to break up by now, I think sometimes you got to pivot. Like, sometimes when you have something that works, you got to fucking stick with it, you know? Like, Sammy, uh, Sammy Zayn wasn't supposed to, like, stay in the bloodline as long as he was. And it fucking worked, and they turned into a huge fucking storyline big time pay-per-view matches out of it fucking main event wrestlemania because of it like sometimes you have to go with what the crowd is liking and you got to be brave enough to say all right fuck what we were gonna do we gotta fucking take advantage we got lightning in the bottle right now and i think you got that with mjf and adam cole so i'm gonna pick them to win this tournament cool i like your point of view all right another match we got in the card we got taz jr Mr. Captain Hook versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry, his new heel persona. So what do you think about this heel persona now? He's finally decided I'm not going to be a little bitch anymore. Uh, forget about the loincloth. I'll put on some jeans and, uh, and a leather jacket. Um, do you think it's paying off? Do you think he's better as a heel? How do you think he's been so far? What do you think is going to happen in this match? This is risky, right? Like, you got two people who really shouldn't get pinned. So what's going to happen here? Uh, I think Perry's going to win. He's he's the heel. Like you can't lose all those title matches as a babyface, turn heel, and then turn around and lose to Hook. Right. Like I know Hook's like popular and he's supposed to be the next big thing, but he really isn't anybody special right now. Like he's got a fake title, <laughs> so like who gives a shit if he takes his first it's for loss? For that fake title, bro. yeah. Who gives yeah. a shit if he loses? Right. Like I I think Perry's got to win this. It's more important that Jack wins. It's like uh, uh, Zack Ryder who made himself the internet champion. Yeah. Yeah, I do agree. I think it's more important for Jack Perry to win this match, especially if it seems like he's the guy they're behind more. 
Um, I think, honestly, when he came out and cut that heel promo, I kind of was like, I rolled my eyes a bit at it a little because he's kind of doing the typical points. But he's really cutting his teeth as a heel. And considering he, that, it wasn't that bad. No. And I think he's. I think he maybe will fit better as a heel and get more comfortable as he moves along. Now, my big thing here is Hook, right? Hook is like their guy for some reason. Like, super special. I don't know if it's because he's so stoic or, you know, he's just got that surfer little flippity do in the front of his hair. Um, doesn't really care. You know, I've always kind of wondered when it comes down to things and you got to peel back the layers and he has to actually have a career. Is he going to be able to have those chain wrestling matches? Is he going to be able to sell, right? Because that was one of his big things. His matches would be really quick. So I'm really interested to watch this match because I haven't followed him too much since, you know, it's been a couple months now. Like, see how he's evolved as a wrestler, how he can sell. Um, but I do agree that I think Jack Perry is the person who has to go over here. But I don't think Hook's been defeated. So I think having him lose they would be talking about it a little bit more if they're not or maybe they are and it's, i think this might not be the time for him to lose and if it is is it against jungle boy maybe it would be a great match for him to win over hook um, i feel like if any match is gonna have like a dq finish this might be it where maybe jungle boy is going to lose then hits him in the balls dq and then just beats the shit out of hook and gets heel heat I feel like AEW has no respect for like undefeated streak. I mean, look what they did to Jade. Like the way she lost was kind of kind of bunk, yeah. right? Yeah. And also, it's not like Hook is beating fucking MJF and Adam Cole and people like I know. that. Like he, well, he's Jade too, though. Jade, yeah. Jade, like ninety percent of her wins was against Bob, you know, Nantucket. But know? but Hook hadn't beat anybody like of of note. You know what I mean? Like he comes out and just beats up the lower card. So him taking his first loss to somebody that was their one of their top baby faces is turned heel. Like, I don't know. I, I think that's, I think that's the way they have to go. That's who I'm picking. But this time tomorrow night, if hooks fucking standing over the top of jungle boy, like I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to like, that would be really tone deaf. I think to be yeah. quite honest with you, but maybe you never know. Uh, I think it'll be DQ, but I think you're right. Maybe, that they're gonna have him lose um i don't know I, I i am interested to see this one at the very least and we'll see what happens with uh hook versus jungle boy any more matches they got announced or was that all yeah, of them two more matches we got uh and i guess uh well we got rampage and dynamite oh so i don't know if these consider are considered matches but they are on the wikipedia page um uh, we have uh the acclaimed anthony bones and max cat Uh-oh. We're going we're going to like the pre-card matches now at this point, but um I don't know, man. The acclaimed, everybody loves the acclaimed. Fuck yeah. I imagine they'll probably go over here. They are super exciting. Do you feel like they have I don't know, maybe cuz Billy Guns in the group have that similar kind of rapport or energy as the New Age Outlaws did? Right? They come out Yeah, they they're like promo. the they're like the yep. new New Age Outlaws, like one guy says all his shit and then the other guy just screams something just like yeah. Billy Gunn used so, to do. Yeah, so I always liked Caster because he'd come out and he'd put thought into his raps and they'd always have to do with pop culture. And it would get to the point where, like, I really wanted to hear his rap. And I was if I missed it, I'd go back on social media and try to catch it because it was always funny or entertaining. Um, and then Bowens would always just be like, yeah, that's what he said. You know, like pretty much <laughs> an equivalent of that, which is what Billy Gunn used exactly. to do, right? Yeah, I got two words for you, you yeah. know, like. So it almost actually does work out. I never liked um, Bowen's because of it. I was like, dude, you're not, you're just 
I don't I don't like you. I, I don't get you. But I have liked Bowens over time. I like the group. Um, you know, they are. I don't know. You know, they're they're a more woke version, right? They're one's gay, and you know, I, the other I one know. says gay stuff to MJF online all the time. <laughs> have you have you ever seen Have you seen any of that? Yeah, yeah, that's great. hilarious. Yeah, I mean, the closest we ever came to that was having um, what's his face, uh, the uh, Enzo and Cass, right? They could come out, they do their fucking spiel. Oh yeah, the crowd loved it. That Italian music would hit, which was, was always a banger. They were so fucking that. over. Yeah. Yeah, they were. They were, and then they they fucked themselves, right? So Enzo, um, fucking it. Man, then they fuck split them up for some head. reason. WWE split them up because they were fucking tone deaf. Like, yeah, yeah. And they never, they never won the tag titles. Nope. And then you had, um, you know, um, Cass go in visit, going for business for himself. It was in Montreal where he beat up the midget. And he was supposed wasn't supposed to beat up the midget, and they were like, okay, bye bye. Yeah, and then they they never won the NXT titles. They had Carmella and who was the team that Alexa Bliss was with? Uh, Uh, Buddy Buddy Murphy Murphy and the other guy. uh, uh, Riker? Was Riker? They would always lose to them. Like, like they never put the titles on. They fucked up Enzo and Cass. Like, WWE fucked them over, and then they fucked themselves over. Man, you look at NXT now. Like, right now, I'm drinking out of my NXT cup that I got at the NXT event. Like, the NXT Brooklyn I went to before WrestleMania 35 is probably still the best show I've ever I've ever enjoyed going to. The, mm. the, the excitement, the environment, the class that was in NXT at that time was just it was just fucking great, man. Yeah, a whole nother um, promotion on its own. Now I feel like it is g- genuinely that farm experience, that farm team where they're trying to build people up. They had that caveat where if you get signed, they expect you to be able to go to TV within two years or they release you. I don't know how tight or loose that rule is. Um, but it's funny because you go back. I don't recognize anything. It feels like a high school. It feels like it's targeted towards little kids. But you know what? Is that so stupid? Because they're going to be able to bring in that younger audience, right? Yeah. The champion is a valley girl. They have varsity people. Like It's almost like to us, we're like, this is stupid. It's too immature and it's fluff. But they know what they're doing, man. But then they got Gigi Dolan, and I'm like, yeah, this is for grownups. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I love the gifts and, and images I see every week of that lady. I can't wait till she comes to the main roster. Or, or she does it because I don't want them to cover that shit up. Yeah. Um, uh, cool. So I think we both have the acclaim. The last one kind of that's up in the air is, and it's always fun to watch, uh, a Royal Rampage Battle Royale. It's a 20-man 20 ma- 20 Royal Rampage Battle Royale for future AW World Championship. We don't know who's going to be in, in this match. Okay, so there's a lot of question marks. Um, there could be uh, wild cards in there, or someone big, or do you feel like okay? I find with their battle royals, they often will pick somebody who's like not high on the card to have this like kind of cool fantasy booking championship match, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Where inevitably they end up losing. So do you feel like that's the direction they might go into, or do we feel like this could be a year where maybe Ricky Sarks wins? It could be a good time for him to win. Or do we roll our eyes and gag because CM Punk wins? And it's like, oh, he's going to go back after the championship. Oh, it's a future world won. title shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And CM Punk's carrying around that fucking bag, right? Is like, that how he's going to get the fucking shot at All In in Wembley? God fuck. damn it. I don't think they've done a good enough job promoting that. Because this is the first I'm hearing about. AEW's not good at promoting, though. So... Well, y- well, this says, like, okay, so this says Dynamite airing live on the 19th, and it says Rampage airing on tape delay July 21st. So maybe it's not part of Blood and Guts, but I'm looking at the Wikipedia page right now. Yeah. It's on there. That's so what I it don't, is. It's, I don't know how they're going to include I don't think they can include it. So they recorded it for uh, Rampage. 
Yeah, I don't know. But I don't know. Why would you put a, a Battle Royale on Rampage when you could put it on Dynamite, which is the actual Blood and Guts? I don't know, Rampage doesn't get ratings like that, so they would... Uh, they so try then the to person put... who's going to win this probably won't be too... Yeah, it'll probably people. be like Brian Cage or somebody. Um, one thing I, I, I like the last couple of weeks, I found this WrestleTix on Twitter where they show you everything. So tomorrow night, AEW Blood and Guts at the TD Garden in Boston... Their setup is they have 9,418 seats available, and they've sold 8,470. So they've got less than 1,000 tickets left before sellout. That's really good. Uh, yeah. So I, 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 I've I, been paying attention to this site for a minute now because I, I like to see, like, the sizes of the buildings, like, when tickets. I don't know why. Like, it's just interesting to read, like, the difference between WWE and AEW. But AEW, that's... That's a big fucking arena for for Dynamite when they've been running two and three thousand seat arenas all across Canada the last couple of weeks. It'll yeah. be good, you know. Nothing against Canada Canadians. Too, It'll Canada be good to see crowd. them get out of Canada and and get yeah. back because Boston's always a good crowd. Also, but weren't we wacky though? We're like booing CM Punk and like. Oh yeah, that's not wacky. That's Canadians are smart. I think they're booing CM yeah. Punk. Like, yeah, we ain't bad. But I mean, you also think though with the fact of how much he loves the Hart family. We usually yeah. we'd be like, you like the Hart family, you're good with us. Nah, fuck that. Nah. <laughs> it's like everybody except you because you're a cocksucker. You were impolite at a press conference. <laughs> that is very un-Canadian of you. I'm sorry. And you don't yeah. like one of our favorite Canadians, Kenny Omega. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's also why Chelsea Green grew on me, too, because I didn't even know she was Canadian. There you go. Yeah. Well, shit, Des, man. It was fun, man. I appreciate you filling in for uh, for EJ. You want to give any shout-outs or talk about anything you got going on? I know Talkamania is on hiatus. Let, but... let, let us plug Boot to the Face. What a great podcast. I'm wearing my swag here. I thought I dusted it off, brought it up. It's summer, Talkamania. Um, I know. Who knows? Maybe we'll Maybe we'll be back. Maybe uh, maybe Jay way, will get jealous that you were on here with me and y'all can fire the shit back up again. Maybe, maybe. Dude, uh, it's been my pleasure. Love being here. And at the same time, I'm being able to chat wrestling. Uh, it's been a while. So pleasure is all mine. And um, I thank you for this. No problem. It's always fun catching up. Uh, like I said, I appreciate you filling in at the last minute. EJ had some travel stuff and I wasn't able to, to switch days or whatever. But anytime you can, I don't know. I don't know if you ever did it or not, but every now and then when you get like a different person on, like it's, it's a fun little switch up for the listeners yeah. to, to hear a different voice on the other side. But at the same time, like it's just fun. It's, it's different. Um, one thing I have talked to you about, like, I guess I'll say it on air is we're going to start doing pre-shows and post-shows either or one or the two. Like you're always welcome to come on. Like, I have no problem with that being like a round table if we especially WWE it's on Saturday nights like if people are at home and they have a couple and they want to jump on and fucking talk wrestling like you're always welcome to do that when we do it uh I like your opinions and shit like that so yeah I appreciate yeah, it I appreciate that and dude man I remember you reached out before Money in the Bank uh J-Bomb came over we watched it I was ready man if you needed us on for the post show I don't know if you guys ended up doing it No we didn't but... I ended up uh I had some shit going on with my. I think I had my kids that weekend, so I wasn't able to. wasn't able. To, oh, you know what? I think Money in the Bank was. Yeah, I I had some other shit going. on. I think I had a funeral and something else, so wasn't able to do it that weekend. But we are gonna get to uh, at least post shows. I think post shows would be fun for WWE. Maybe pre shows for AEW since it's How Sunday much night. Do you love the Saturday pay per view. Ah, oh, my God! I wish 
honestly, like AEW, get your shit together. Like y'all can coordinate and just do Saturdays. It's just it's so fucking refreshing and not have to go to work after a four hour fucking pay per view and wake up at five AM the next morning. But yeah. um gotta leave them wanting more, man. That's what that's what I think AEW has a bad time with. They try to give you everything at once. But Those speaking of wanting more Come back next week to Boot to the Face, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday night on Twitch.tv. This episode will be live on podcast form Thursday morning, 6.05 Eastern Time. Shout out to Dez for coming in and filling in for EJ. Shout out to EJ. Hopefully you get to your next destination safely. Shout out to the chat. Thank you all for joining us. Until next time, peace. Loving the hate. If you fucking with the team, you catch a boot to the face. Rebound from the boot, I hit the Irish whip. Don't be mad, cause we know your podcast ain't shit. Stop hating, motherfucker. You know he the man. RJ gon' hit you with that ringside rant. And if two.